baby, some stuff you can't manifest your way out of. Some stuff you got to pray and fast your way out of because some of us have problems that are bigger than us trying to manifest something. If you're dealing with depression, if you are dealing with spiritual warfare, if you are struggling with an addiction, if you are struggling with poverty, all these different things, you have to do something more than just trying to manifest. You're listening to the Wealthy Woman Podcast, where we as a community work on becoming wealthy holistically. I'm your host, Donnie, and each week, myself or a guest will be sharing words of wisdom so we can elevate our lives together. So without further ado, let's get wealthy. Welcome back to the Wealthy Woman Show. It's me, Donnie, here, your host. And thanks for coming back. Um, Okay, so today we're going to continue talking about faith-related things because, y'all, I have been going through it. And so I got to share, I got to share the tea and talk about what I've been doing, but also God told me to tell y'all. So I'm going to tell y'all, but before we get to that, I just want to say thank you so much for consistently listening, consistently watching the show. And if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, even if you're not, and you have an iPhone, please go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Leaving a review on Spotify is great too. I see all of that. And on YouTube, I love the comments on YouTube. But if you could go leave one on Apple, that would be great because this really helps us rank in the charts. There's no other platform that has podcast charts. Um, I don't believe if I'm wrong, let me know. But Apple actually has podcast charts. And so also, too, they have an algorithm. And so in order for us to reach more people and get seen by more people and be recommended, we have to have solid reviews and consistent reviews. So... I would love it if you like this show, if you've been a listener of the show and you enjoyed it or resonated with anything, even if it's an old episode, girl, just let me know. Okay, leave a review. Um, If you don't like the show, like you can you can keep it. Honestly, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) I don't expect you to be listening if you don't like the show. So. If you enjoy the show, though, please leave a review. Um, It helps tremendously. We are on the road to 100 reviews. And at that point, um, I don't know, maybe we'll celebrate. We'll do something fun. And then if you know somebody that listened to the show and they haven't left a review, uh, please let them know that they are slacking and we don't appreciate it. Okay, we're a community over here. This is the Wealthy Woman community and we all support each other. And so we need them to support and stop playing games. Anyway, on to today's episode. Y'all see, I've been trying to get into the topic quicker because I heard y'all. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to antagonize y'all. I'm literally joking. I promise. If I ever say anything on this show, like addressing something, nine times out of 10, I'm going to joke about it because I don't have time to argue with people. Um, I literally thought it was funny when y'all told me I take a while to get into the show. So I'm going to speed it up, though, because I, I like the the feedback. OK, so anyway, on to the show. So on the last episode, actually, I don't know the order I'm uploading these in. I'm batching content today. But on one of these episodes, I mentioned that I've been going through it and it was on. Maybe it'll come out after this, but I mentioned it. I referenced this, what I'm about to talk about. OK, so today we are going to talk about uh, breaking cycles. OK, and the reason we're talking about this is because I realized that I've been in the middle of spiritual warfare and I really was over here thinking that this was a game and it's not so <laughs> So long story short, 
um, as I've said a million times, my life has been real raggedy lately. And I was thinking that I was coming out of this season. I thought that I was about to just like really, you know, like level up on y'all. You know, I thought like I was really about to pop out. You know, I I thought I, I wanted something that said Beyonce. Okay, I'm here. That's what I, I was trying to do that. And so I got my Tessie. Okay. Whipping in the Tessie. And then I was also going to move at the same time. And so everything was supposed to happen at the same time. I literally was like, in a week, we are whipping all of this out. Okay. Y'all saw me. Y'all saw me in Atlanta. Okay. In the little bed in the robe down there. And that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to work on some things. And I actually thought there were other things I was doing at that time that were going to be harder than moving. And it ended up being all, everything else was easier. That was wild to me, but everything else ended up being easier than me moving. And, uh, (laughs) a part of me, as I started researching this and I'm all the stuff that I'm about to break down to you, a part of me was like, I don't even know if I should share this on the show because there might be some monitoring spirits around, um, But God was like, no, you need to share it because there are other people that are going through very similar situations and they need to break some cycles off of their life as well. And I'm going to trust that God is covering me as I share this. And I'm not going to get super detailed. Okay, so just mind your business, but I will share what's necessary. So (laughs) uh, like I said, I was trying to move, trying to get certain things. And so everything else worked except for the move. And I was really frustrated because what happened was it felt like I was blindsided literally um it wasn't that I didn't know about the problem that came up it was that I didn't know that it was how do I put this without sharing my business um (laughs) I didn't know that it was going to interfere I'll say that I I didn't know that it was going to interfere with me moving forward because I had been told that it wouldn't. That was based on previous conversations I had had, based on previous things that were, you know, discussed. I was under the impression that this, w- w- the issue that had arose again, was not going to hinder what I was um, trying to do. And then, long story short, it did the exact opposite. It hindered everything. And I was like... Oh my gosh, because if I had known, this is the thing I felt like I was just like, if I had known that this was going to be a problem, I would have tried to sort that out first before even moving forward. Right. And it was one of those things where I hadn't taken care of the issue because I felt like I was done wrong in the midst of it. Like I felt like I was being punished and I felt like people in the situation we're trying to spite me just to kind of like, you know, like, I don't know, like kind of get back at you and be like, okay, girl, you thought you were going to get away with this, but I'm going to do this to you, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, I thought, I thought that it was like, I, I was like, I'll, I'll handle it later because this, uh, some of this is inaccurate. Some of this is ridiculous. Some of this is just stupid stuff. And I was like, we'll get back to that later. Cause this is some foolishness. Um, but long story short, doesn't matter how foolish I thought it was and how ridiculous I thought it was because it came and <laughs> punched me in the face, okay, when it was time to move on. And I said, oh, okay, great. I'm forced to deal with this. And so basically the situation, the way that it played out was 
it's one of those things where I can't even fight it. Like I thought later I would do different things to fight it and fix it and all this stuff. Right. Because I just thought that like, this is outrageous. I'm not doing, I'm not agreeing to this cause this is all inaccurate. Um, but there's really no way out. That's what's crazy. There's no way out of this situation. And the situation is so bad and it feels so big to the point where it's like, God has to do it. Cause if he don't do it, it won't get done. Okay. It's literally, it will not get done. God has to do it. And I was frustrated. I said, God, you've been telling me for almost two years now to move away to a different place. And I am trying to do it now. Cause I've been playing before lollygagging, playing, doing all kinds of stuff. And now I'm being serious. You've isolated me. You've literally disconnected me from any attachments that I had to Dallas and to this space, right, that I was in before. And everything that had taken my focus away from God, everything that had taken my focus away from my purpose, all of it had been removed. And so I said, okay, cool. I'm ready, God. Let's do it. And then this happens. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, what is going on? Because I'm trying to be obedient, okay? I'm trying to listen. I really am. And <laughs> this is not working out. What are you trying to say to me, God? Um, but then the more the more this situation kept playing out, because this, this whole situation was giving me anxiety for a good two weeks because um, the other party that I was dealing with in this situation, they were being really childish. And they were, so I'm trying to get a new place. And the place is trying to find information about the situation, right? They can't get a hold of nobody because no one wants to answer the phone. No one wants to be responsive. And this has been a, the situation for a long time now. Every time I try to get answers on about something on my own, no one would respond. So, of course, I'm like, I'm not shocked. But, of course, the the place I'm trying to move into, they're like, okay, it doesn't matter that you're not shocked. It doesn't matter that this is what they do. We need answers. <laughs> and so my anxiety was just horrible. For two weeks, I'm sitting here. I'm like, God, what is going on? I'm trying to pray. And then finally, it dawns on me um, that I was in the middle of spiritual warfare because something I've always noticed is that every time – a lot of people always um, talk about sleep paralysis and how they deal with sleep paralysis, Right. And people like to say it's all kind of things, but a lot of people understand that that's oftentimes a demon um, trying to attack you in your sleep. And so I used to always wonder, like, I just thought it was so dumb. Like, I would literally talk to the enemy and I'd be like, wow, that's really lame that you have to attack people and wait, like, wait till they're asleep to attack people. Like, that is really lame. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what does this do for you? I don't get it. <laughs> but um, I started realizing, like, of course, over time, if you keep losing sleep, that is going to hinder you from doing the things that you need to do while you're awake and carrying out your purpose and whatever, whatever. Like over time, it does wear on you. But also, too, it's like if at any time I started trying to make progress specifically, I would notice that it would stir up. And so when I went to Atlanta, that whole time that I was there, I kept having sleep paralysis. Like I kept like a and I actually I'm not even going to say that because I don't want to scare people this is the point of this video is not to scare you is to encourage you so we're not even going to get too deep into that but I just always know for sure that it is a spirit trying to get me I'll just say that 
And so oftentimes, of course, I pray I say whatever and it leaves. Right. Not whatever. I call on Jesus and all this stuff and it leaves. But I'm like, why does it only start happening with me around certain periods? And if that happens to you, you need to pay attention to when it's happening. When does it start stirring up? And for me, it's always in a season where God starts revealing things to me. Um, like when God told me to write the book around that time, it started up. Um, when God, like anytime something purpose related starts, that's when it happened. And so I was not shocked when it started happening and it didn't phase me because I was like, Ooh, that must mean the Lord's really about to bless me. Okay. That's, that's how I took it. Um, but really God was trying to show me like, no, you, why do I keep burping? Y'all, I am so sorry. That's disgusting. But God was trying to show me or he was allowing it so that he could wake me up to the fact that I've been in spiritual warfare. And I feel like now I'm realizing I'm like, I feel like I've actually been in spiritual warfare for almost a year or two now. Different levels of it, but absolutely spiritual warfare. And I I was frustrated because I was like, okay. God, I know you can work a miracle. Absolutely. And I, it was to the point where I, with the space that I'm in now and what I, what's happening in my current reality, I was like, I can't continue on like this. Like, I can't continue in this space. Like, I cannot. I don't think I can be my best self. I can't even do the stuff that God's asking me to do. And I was being dramatic. But I felt like I can't even I can't even do what you're asking me to do, Lord, because if I don't get out of this situation and I don't move on to the next stage of life, I can't do it. There's just no way, which is not true. But um, the enemy just kept making over this last year, he kept making me feel hopeless and feel like that there's not enough of anything that I needed. And I saw this woman I did see her on TikTok, okay? <laughs> I saw this woman and she started talking about how the enemy will keep you in cycles. And she said, because of course, the devil is not omnipresent. He can't be everywhere all at once, all the time, like God. Um, he, but yeah, and yes, he has a bunch of demons and spirits under him that are in the kingdom of darkness and they're all assigned to do different things to us and try to hinder us and, you know, hinder us from getting to our destination or our, our destiny. But ultimately they, they, there's not, there's more of us than there are of them and they can't be everywhere all at once. And so she was saying like the enemy tries to keep you in cycles so that he doesn't have to check on you constantly and monitor you constantly. If he can, so a, a cycle can be anything, anything that hinders you from staying on track and staying in your purpose. So a relationship could end up being a cycle for you. Maybe that is your vice, that is your thing, is having a partner to focus on, and you get so wrapped up in your relationship that you can't focus on what, you're, what you need to be doing. Or maybe it's your friends, or maybe it is partying. Maybe it is anything that just becomes an idol or anything that just becomes so important to you that you can't think straight and <laughs> focus on your responsibilities. That is a problem. Um, even feeling hopeless and depressed, that is a cycle. That is that like literally you are creating narratives in your head a lot of times that are not even true that are bringing you to a place of depression and anxiety. And it's hindering you from taking action. It's, it's literally crippling you 
like your own, your own brain is crippling you. But a lot of those are thoughts that are planted by the enemy, right? And so um, for me and my family, a lot of times the cycles that you struggle with are not just cycles from you. Sometimes they are generational things that have been passed down. And so that's why it's so important to pray. And we oftentimes, we, <laughs> the, the enemy loves to make us feel intimidated when it comes to prayer because prayer is such, it's one of the most powerful tools we have. It is one of the most powerful tools we have. And I think initially, when you first start praying, I always tell people like, it's, it's just about doing it and feeling comfortable doing it. But once you actually get into, get a little further in your faith, it is important to learn how to pray the right way because there is a right way to pray. And so if we are not praying um, with strategy, we're going to keep ending up in these cycles because you have to pray over your lineage. You have to pray over your family. You have to pray over yourself. Uh, it's just so important because a lot, even it works both ways. So how, do, okay, so let me break this down. You can sit here and not pray over your family and your lineage, and then things can be passed down. Curses can be passed down, okay? And so some cycles are curses that have been passed down, like addiction or like, um, what are some other things? oftentimes you'll see a pattern uh, when, when men are womanizers, a lot of times you'll see a pattern of that. Like their fathers were like that or other men in their family were like that. And so, yes, we could sit here and say, oh, yeah, it's just what he saw or whatever. Okay, doesn't matter. That can stop with him. That doesn't, ha it doesn't you don't have to just be whatever you saw. Like that's a curse. Why do all the men in your family act like that? That's not okay. Um, but on the opposite end, if you are praying over your family, you are praying with strategy, you can unlock blessings for the generations to come. So even my grandfather, me and my aunt were just talking about this. Um, there are certain things and in, in, there's certain, okay, we all do it because I'm, I'm not just saying this to like point out what my grandfather hasn't done. We all do this to a certain degree. God will tell us to do things and we don't act on them and we miss our moment. We miss our time. And God does have ordained seasons for the things he has called you to do. And so there are things that my grandfather didn't necessarily do. Uh, but as he was praying and as he was seeking God over his lifespan, even though he didn't see those things for himself, there are blessings that I have received as a result of his prayers. There are so many instances where I can think where things just worked out. And I know that like even things that happened in my previous business or whatever, it's like some stuff we could, looks like a miracle. And it's like, how did that even happen? It's because the prayer, the prayer that my grandfather was praying, the prayer that my grandmother was praying, that stuff, it, it has to come to you. It has to, it has to play out somewhere. And so if it doesn't come to him, if he's not able to carry out his purpose in the season that he was here, or he's still here, but in that season that he was given to do the things, if I'm, if I'm in his lineage and I'm willing to be obedient and do the things that I'm called to do in the season that God tells me, the blessing will come to me because I am his granddaughter. So that's why prayer is so important because, but also too, outside of blessings and curses and stuff, understanding how to fight spiritual warfare, understanding how to pray against certain things that are happening in the spirit realm, because a lot of us feel so intimidated by the spirit realm and we feel intimidated, but 
our prayer is what moves things in the spirit realm, right? And so we have to understand the right things to pray. Even as I began feeling, um, as I as I kept having uh, the sleep paralysis or whatever in my in my sleep, I started noticing that after a while, like me just saying Jesus, it was like fighting it. It was like literally I could feel it struggling and like trying to like fight and stay on me at that point as I started calling on Jesus. And so then I had to learn, oh, okay, I can't just say Jesus, Jesus, like just call on the Lord. I need to call out that demon by name. I need to be able to pray against it specifically. I need to know what that spirit is, what it's trying to do to me, and I need to pray against that specifically instead of just calling on Jesus because it literally was still fighting to stay on me. And so anyway, back to the cycles. So the enemy will have you in these cycles, right? And he does this to keep keep you stuck and to keep you stagnant, right? So we have to understand that there are some things like I can sit here all day and try to visualize and try to make a vision board and map out how I'm going to reinvent myself and all the things. That's what this episode was originally going to be. I was going to talk about us reinventing ourselves and getting ready for this next year. Um, baby, some stuff you can't manifest your way out of. Some stuff you got to pray and fast your way out of because some of us have problems that are bigger than us trying to manifest something, okay? If you're dealing with depression, if you are dealing with um, spiritual warfare, if you are struggling with an addiction, if you are struggling with poverty, all these different things, you have to do something more than just trying to manifest, okay? And that was the cycle that my family struggled with is a, is a uh, cycle of poverty. That's what I continue to see in my lineage and with my family to this day. There's so many people in my family that struggle with poverty. And for me, I was like, at first I didn't see it as that because my issue in this season was not a lack of resources. It was a lack of, um, it was just lack in general. It was just like, I'm in a position where, Something is preventing me, is hindering me. I, I'm, I'm just lacking, right? I'm lacking the things that I need in some way. And so, excuse me, golly. Um, so on some level, poverty, not some level, the definition of poverty is not just not having money. It's just lack when you are lacking in things. And so when I realized that, I was like, oh, okay, I need to, I'm, I'm the enemy keeps trying to keep me in a cycle of poverty. And so a lot of times with poverty, there will be different things like that. We all know that even in the U.S., there, there are systems set up just to keep people in poverty. And that's what I felt like in that moment. It was like there were systems and things in place that were trying to keep me where I was, that were trying to prevent me from moving forward. And it was like beyond my control at that point. And so once God showed me that, um, he was like, you need to fast. You need to fast for three days to break this cycle off of your life. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to fast. And so I fasted and I read, um, I believe it was Psalms 36. So I read Psalms 36 every day and I was fasting. And so the fast that I did, I was, what was I doing? I was, <laughs> Uh, I stayed off of social media for the first half of the day. And mind you, my work is 
on social media. So there were certain obligations I had to do. So that's why I did it the first half of the day. But I feel like the first half of the day is most important because it sets the tone for your day. Like the actions and the things you do at the beginning of the day set the tone for how you'll move through the rest of the day. Um, And then on top of that, I was also not eating the first half of the day. I ate nothing that first half. And then I only... I think I only listened to worship music and I only listened to sermons. Um, And I, when it came to me getting back on social media, like the second half of the day, I was very selective with what I was looking at and paying attention to. And so during, when you're doing a fast, the reason you would want to do a fast is because it is, it's almost like the same as when you cut off one of your senses, right? You are able to see things, or not see things. You're when you cut off one of your senses, like if you were to cut off your sense of smell or whatever, it would heighten all your other senses. So when you are in a space where you're you feel like you're stuck in a cycle or something like that, you need to cut off whatever it is that is hindering you, right? From hearing God clearly or for from Yeah. And and that's really what it is. When we are able to hear God clearly and be in alignment with him and our heart aligns with him where, where he is trying to keep us and have us, there's so much that can happen to us. It's so much easier for the enemy to attack. It's so much easier for him to, you know, uh, impact our thoughts, our behaviors, et cetera. Okay. This is editing Donnie. I wanted to hop in here and just say really quick, When I was explaining this, I really meant to say that a fast is meant to shift things and break curses and shift things around in the spirit realm, ultimately. Like, that is the point. It is to do something beyond what you can do with prayer. It is to do something beyond what you can do just in the physical realm. And so you're you're literally breaking your daily cycle and your daily habits in order to push forth a shift in the spirit realm. Um, along with, of course, getting that clarity and hearing God clearer. So it, it serves so many different purposes, but a fast is a very spiritual thing. Now back to the episode. So the fast in that, in, during that time, God just started speaking to me so clear and God always speaks to me. That's one thing I will say, like he has definitely given me that gift of prophecy. And so a lot of times he speaks to me about some of everybody, Um, but there are certain times I definitely notice, like if I'm in a season that's really hard for myself personally, sometimes it is harder for me to hear him speak about me for whatever reason. So another thing that I definitely wanted to touch on was the importance of wisdom. Okay. And, and the role that it plays in us breaking cycles. And I've been studying wisdom a lot because it's something that I'm writing about in my book, but, um, in the Bible, the Bible talks about lady wisdom. And so if you guys have never heard of who lady wisdom is, or don't know much about her, I highly advise you to go read more about lady wisdom, but wisdom in general, wisdom is, um, it is not just knowledge here. Actually, I'm just going to pull up the definition because I want to say it correct because I actually love the definition of wisdom. So the definition of wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge and good judgment. And so to me, that means or not to me, just in general, it means 
you can't have you can't have some of those qualities and not all of them and have wisdom. Like I can't just be knowledgeable and have good judgment and have wisdom. I have to have the experience as well. You have to have all three elements. And so as you move through life, that is how you gain wisdom through having experience, through learning and through developing good judgment from your experiences and your knowledge, right? That's how you operate in wisdom. So if we continue to move through life and we allow ourselves to get put back in these cycles, that is a result of us not using wisdom, okay? Because a lot of us, we don't have to be in these cycles. We allowed ourselves to go back to the cycles because the stronghold of the cycle was heavier um, and louder than your wisdom, Okay, or maybe you just are not developing wisdom for whatever reason. Maybe you're not taking the time to reflect on your experiences and ask yourself, what did I learn? What did I just experience? Why do I keep going through this? Maybe I need to sit back and see what's going on here because you don't have to keep experiencing the same thing over and over and over. Okay, and that was what I had thought. I had thought I had been done with poverty in my life because (laughs) um, when I was in my early 20s, I definitely felt like it was poverty ridden okay just so ghetto and yes there was some poverty going on and then fast forward to my mid-20s I thought I had figured out life I thought I had cracked the code because somehow I had decided to start a business and I ended up making a bunch of money from it and I was so proud of myself I thought that I was just I don't know I thought that I just figured life out and I was never going to be broke again a day in my life and so (laughs) And so now I understand that having a skill set is different than having wisdom. I can have a skill set and know how to make money all day. That does not mean that I will be wise enough to make the decisions to attain wealth and maintain wealth, right? So, but outside of that, you can still have lack in other areas or have experienced poverty in other areas outside of money. And I most definitely was. I was most definitely experiencing poverty in other ways. And I just did not see it or accept it. And so the, the cycle was not broken off of my life or my family's life for that matter. So we have to understand that the importance of wisdom and using wisdom and and really um, trying to attain wisdom because most of us are not seeking to have wisdom, you know, and that was a prayer. I remember there was a certain point in my parents' life um, because they were young parents, okay, so I've watched them grow up. And it's so funny because now I'm getting to the age where I think back and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember when they were this age and I remember what they were doing and stuff. And I remember at a certain point because we had gone through so much, Y'all, we went through a lot. Um, there was a certain point where we were pretty much homeless. Um, I always say pretty much. I, I always try to downplay this, but my therapist, she was like, no, you were homeless. Like, you don't have to, like, sugarcoat it. You guys were homeless. <laughs> um, and we had to sleep uh, in a, the four of us, me, my sister, my mom, and my dad. We all had to sleep in this room at my aunt's house. And I, me and my sister were sleeping on the floor, like on the blow up mattress or no, 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 I don't know. I was sleeping on the floor and my dad was sleeping on the floor. It was a lot going on, y'all. It was just not, it wasn't good. And, um, I remember that point being so hard for my parents and I remember watching them and the stuff they were going through and how people were treating them and how they were reacting to them. 
And I just remember they got to a point and I heard, I don't know if they were talking to each other or maybe my mom was talking to me or to herself. I don't know. But they were like, God, please give us wisdom because we cannot be here. We can't find ourselves here again. I literally remember them saying that. They said, please, God, make a, give us wisdom to make better choices in life because we cannot be here again. And when I heard them say that, it was so significant to me because I had never heard anyone else in my family pray that, right? I had heard them pray for miracles. I had heard them pray to, for God to change their situation, all these different things. But I had never heard somebody just pray for wisdom to not be in a situation like they weren't even praying. I mean, they were praying like to get out of the situation, but that prayer is so high level to me because it's like they're thinking about their whole life, their whole, <laughs> they're not even asking for anything other than wisdom. And that was just so significant. But we, we all need to pray that prayer, like on some level, like God, just give me the wisdom to make better choices. Give me the wisdom so that I don't keep ending up here. And that is how you're able to see a cycle coming back up, you know, and see the the traps and the plans of the enemy and not be affected by it and not fall into those traps. But also, too, um, I do want to emphasize the timing thing, right? Because, like I said, timing is everything to God. Like, God has a time for everything. And so even with myself, I'm realizing, like, He's trying to whatever he's doing, whatever he's doing clearly has something to do with timing uh, in my life because I want it right now and it's not happening right now. And there's a reason for that. Um, but you need to make sure that you are not missing your window of opportunity. And a lot of us will sit here and lollygag and sit here and make excuses and do all these different things and you know, sit here and try to, uh, try to, try to avoid doing whatever it is God has asked us to do. Right. And, but also too, maybe we're not even intentionally avoiding it. Maybe there are cycles that are coming up and hindering us from remembering what God called us to do or remembering what it is that we need to focus on. Right. And so I want you to be so adamant about not allowing yourself to stay stuck in these cycles so that you don't miss your moment, so you don't miss your time, so that you don't miss out on everything God has called you to be and just make sure you don't miss your season, okay? And I, I was also, um, I was listening to, I was listening to Sarah Jakes and she had a sermon on going to different dimensions, right? And in the sermon, she talked about how your anointing will not even work in certain dimensions. And baby, when she said that, I want—I I was just like, oh, you can just end the sermon there, honestly. Because she, she used an example and she said, when, <laughs> if you, if you're, uh, you have a ministry, maybe you're called to minister to people and you're called to preach and pastor and whatever. Um, but you, if you struggle with alcoholism or, you know, drinking and all of that, you don't need to be in the club. You can sit here and say, you're going to the club to minister to people all day. But if you struggle with drinking and you're in an atmosphere where everybody in the room is drinking, that doesn't even make sense. Your anointing can't even be effective in that space because the cycle you're, you're hitting, 
you're hitting the very thing that the enemy tries to use to hinder you. Like that doesn't even make sense for you. Like, yes, there will be those moments in life where we just have to face those battles head on, right? Like things will just come up that we didn't plan for, or maybe, um, you know, that God just allows these moments where like we just have to face those things head on, but don't intentionally put yourself in a space where your anointing can't even be effective in a certain dimension because you're not supposed to be there, right? And so that is the point of a cycle. The enemy is trying to keep you in certain dimensions and in certain spaces that you're not supposed to be. That way your anointing isn't even effective. And so for me, a part of my anointing is hearing God. Like literally him speaking through me is a part of my anointing and a part of my assignment. And so if the enemy can keep me in a space of being hopeless and being depressed and feeling down and feeling isolated and feeling all these horrible low feelings, I can't even hear God right. Right. And so that right there is a prime example of like how you just need to be really you you need to really pay attention to when the enemy is trying to keep you trapped in a cycle. Okay, I do want to say I I put together some scriptures. (laughs) I put together some scriptures and some prayers that you can actually utilize. I'm going to leave it in the description for you guys. It's going to be like a free download for you. I wanted to give you guys something just in case you wanted to do a fast for yourself. I wanted to give you guys something that you can use um, and meditate on during your fast so that you can break the cycle of whatever it is off your life, the cycle of poverty, the cycle of addiction, the cycle of lust, whatever it is that you struggle with. I put together some scriptures, like I said, and some prayers that you can use during your fast. And I really hope that this like, you know, opened your eyes or maybe it's exactly what you were like, because if you're struggling with something right now, like hopefully this was the thing that kind of makes it clear on like why you're struggling or what you need to do to get out of your situation. And for myself, no, everything is not perfect. Everything is not fixed. Okay, quick update. This is editing Donnie. I just wanted to hop in here and say that since recording this, God has actually worked out the situation. And so I cannot wait to tell you guys my testimony and tell you guys exactly what happened because this story is quite insane. Uh, But I do think that is something that is going to help build everyone's faith when they hear it. So just stay tuned. But please do know that my fast did in fact work and that God is still moving. He is in the neighborhood performing miracles. Okay, it is restoration season. So run and tell that and get in position so you can get your blessing next. Okay, because he's in the neighborhood. Now back to the episode. But. I definitely am not feeling like I'm in spiritual warfare anymore. And I'm feeling like I'm able to move uh, easier and more efficiently and effectively in my purpose. Like I'm able to focus. I'm able to feel like, because before, like I said, I was feeling hopeless. I feel like I I can't even do this. God, I can't even do what you're asking me to do. Uh Uh-uh, I can't. Unless unless you move me right now, I can't do it. (laughs) But here I am doing what he asked me to do. So... (laughs) So um, in that sense, yes, it has been working. And I definitely feel like I'm seeing some of the effects even in my family because I like I said, I was doing the fast, not just for me, but for my family as well. And so I'm starting to feel like I'm seeing the changes and I'm seeing some things happen in in the spirit realm um, where things are shifting and things are getting better. And um, 
I'm seeing people's gifts rise to the surface. I'm seeing people step out on faith and do different things that they have never done, like people in my family. So I'm very happy with that. And, um, you know, I think also, too, I think, like I was saying, sometimes prayers and, and breaking cycles and all that stuff, sometimes like after a fast, you see immediate, for a lot of people, they see immediate things happening, right, and changing, um, and for me, I like, like I said, I didn't feel like I saw it immediately for me, but also too, while I was doing the fast, the thing that happened for me and the breakthrough that happened for me was God speaking to me and being able to help me see clearly what is happening and why it's happening. And also being able to encourage me and let me know that he is still moving and he is still making changes. Oh, and also too, during my fast, the one song that... Um, I kept playing like I just had it on repeat is by Maverick City more than able. Yeah, more than able featuring Tasha Cobbs. Go listen to that. Um, if you are struggling because it's I feel like it's very encouraging for anyone that's waiting for God to move in their life or to make change or see something move and, and shift. I think that is the perfect worship song to listen to. And it's kind of lengthy. So if you really want to go in, like just listen to that. The The best gift that the fast gave me was peace. Because like I said before, before I started the fast, my anxiety was probably the worst it had ever been in a long time. I, I probably hadn't felt anxiety on that level in like over a year. And I started losing weight. Like everything was just not good. I couldn't focus. Um, it was just bad. Okay. And once I started doing the fast, it was like I came back to myself. I came to myself and I had peace all of a sudden. I had peace about the situation. I had peace about all of it. So also, too, you don't have to do a three-day fast. It could be a seven-day fast. It can be a 21-day fast, whatever. And also, too, I would advise you to ask God whatever it is that you need to fast from because for you, it may not be that you need to fast from social media. Maybe it needs to be that you fast from some of the activities that you do in your life in general. Like maybe you need to not watch TV or maybe you need to not hang out with certain people. Um, maybe you need to, I don't know, whatever it is, God will show you and he'll tell you. So just pay attention to that before you begin. And like I said, you can download the guided fast um, that I made in the description of this episode. Okay, one last point I want to make, because a lot of times when people are not familiar with uh, the voice of God, they're always trying to figure out how to know if it's really God speaking. Because like I said, as I started doing the fast, God started speaking to me more. And yes, I know that that's something um, that's one of, you know, my gifts is hearing him clearly and being able to share, you know, prophetically. But for anyone that's doing a fast, you should be able to start hearing God more clearly and the way to know if it's him is you can always verify and confirm that it's him through scripture. So whatever he's saying to you should be in alignment with the word. If it's not in alignment, nine times out of 10, it's probably not him. Okay. So like if it's just something weird and off the wall, um, it's probably just not, it's probably not him. You know, like if God, if you think the Lord told you to like, I don't know, go kill somebody like that. That's just probably not the Lord. Um, even if it's in defense of him, like <laughs> I don't know if that would be from the Lord. Um, so yeah, I would just say 
make sure you try to find a scripture to confirm whatever it is he's told you during this season. Um, and then also to confess scripture over yourself, over your situation and use scripture to guide your prayer. I always do that. If you don't know what to pray, the best thing is to pray scripture. Even when you do know what to pray, pray that scripture and affirm and, and, and remind God of who he said he was to you. Remind God of the promises that he made to you and um, al- allow that to kind of guide your fast. Okay. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> if you made it this far. I will see y'all next week and I hope you guys have a wonderful time fasting. Um, and I just, I, I do want to say, cause even though I know I just laid a lot on you, um, for anyone that is really struggling in this season and really going through it, just know I totally understand. Woo. I understand more than you know, and don't allow yourself to think that God doesn't care and that you're not important to him or that what you're going through is not important. Don't allow yourself to think he's forsaken you. Um, all things work together for your good. Okay. And it doesn't matter how low things feel or how crazy things feel because you are called according to his purpose and you love him. It has to work together for your good. That is what the scripture says. So allow that to encourage you. And just meditate on that. And it may not play out the way you want it to. Things might feel horrible. But I promise you that eventually you will be begin to see the fruits of this season that you're in. You will begin to see that it wasn't all in vain and that God still has his hand on you. Okay? All right, y'all. I love you. And I'm going to get off of here before I start crying. Okay, bye. Bye.